Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Off Grid NFL podcast. Today, it's draft time. It's winding down NFL free agency. All the tap names uh, available this year have gone. Teams are looking ahead now to April the 27th draft day. And what better way to kick off our draft coverage than a mock draft from ourselves? Yes, we're going to be going through the opening round of the draft, all 31 picks. It's not 32 this year, as Miami had to forfeit their number 20 pick following tampering violations. Trying to acquire Tom Brady, Sean Payton, that's right, isn't it? Yeah, um, that's right, yeah. Yeah, but we'll be giving you all our predictions from, from all the teams. You'll have heard I have the, the man who knows all things from across the league, doesn't miss a trick. He'll be leading the charge on our mock draft today. It's the encyclopedia of football knowledge. James Fowler's is back. Great to have you, you on, mate. We know you're a big fan of, of college football, uh, you know, the game inside out, but how hard is it to predict the outcome of a draft? Because we, I mean, we've been talking for a few days and yeah. trying to bash something out and it's just taken us ages to get something done. <laughs> it's so difficult. It's so difficult. You think you've got it and then you sort of go back and you think, oh no, that doesn't seem quite right. And Obviously, you know, there's still still moves to be made and, and news breaks and that sort of changes your thought process a little bit. It's really difficult. There's always a curveball that gets thrown in on draft night as well that nobody sort of seems to expect. So, yeah, it's difficult. I've yeah. done my best. I've thrown <laughs> in a few intriguing ones, I think, myself, no, I like to, try and, to try and keep it, you know, a little bit different to, to the usual. So we'll see what we've got. Well, I mean, at first I was sort of trying the um, the strategy of which player I'd like to see on which team, which doesn't yeah. really doesn't really work. But um, <laughs> every year there seems to be players who we put, you know, perhaps too highly, um, or some you know we've had too low and flown under the radar. Yeah. Um, last year I think we saw you know an overemphasis pre-draft on the QB position, which you know we we saw how many players in the position plummeted on 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 draft weekend yeah do you think there's anything similar going to happen this year obviously we've got you know a stronger quarterback class a, mm-hmm. a weaker receiver class yeah um you know there's there's a lot of cornerbacks who are looking to go early yeah do you see any surprises this time around one or two yeah one or two i think there will be i mean i think the majority have got four qbs going in the first round and I would be surprised if that wasn't the case. I don't see it being any more. That would be a surprise if somebody like a, let's say, Hendon Hooker, for example, made it into the first round. I, I just think he's a he's a day two prospect. If it was less than four, I suppose I would still be surprised. I think that the, the, the big four names will probably go off early doors. They're just too intriguing a prospect for a lot of mm. teams to pass up on at the moment. Um, but yeah, I mean, we we could see we could see few receivers go. Could be as few as two go off if if people don't necessarily like what they've seen. Corners, like you said, edge rushes have been pretty good, and the 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 sort of the, the trench positions, the offensive and defensive line. There's some 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 good caliber players there. It's mm. it's it's a better class on defense this year uh, as a whole than it was last year. But there could still be some surprises, yeah. Don't be, don't rule anything out. It's always going to be, it's always going to be something out there. You just didn't, yeah. didn't quite so, expect. It could be just something as simple as a guy who you thought was going to go high just drops, 
Mm. You know, we don't. We, there's been a lot of That's talk about yeah. Jalen Carter. You know, what, yeah. and what the sort of situation has been around him. He could, if people don't like what they've seen, drop down. You know, outside the top ten, people have had him as their their number one prospect going mm. in. Not necessarily mocked him to go number one because the teams don't don't need him in that position. They'd like him, sure, but it's not their position of priority. So, but but. It, that could drop out of the top ten, and, and if if that were to be the case, that would be a surprise to many. I think the huge huge uh, shocking scenario, I think. But yeah, like I say, he he was you know with the the, the Bears if they weren't to trade, I think he was um, almost destined to go uh, number one overall. Okay, we'll we'll get well we we won't do too much of a recap this week. I think there's a, a couple of things we can you know, touch on a little bit, but particularly relevant to the draft. It was probably the quietest week. In the NFL since last summer, that you know, deals are still getting done, but a, a lot of the names have um, have all, had already been taken. This week, we saw Bobby Wagner rejoin the, the Seahawks. Uh, today, yeah. Sidney Jones, uh, former Raider, join the Bengals. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think the biggest news was, well, just a few hours ago, Lamar Jackson revealing himself on social media that he has formally requested. Yeah a trade from the Baltimore Ravens. Now, nothing has been confirmed yet or, you know, there's, there's obviously speculation of a trade, but nothing has been action from the Ravens. So no change, nope. but without giving too much away, how much does this affect your draft board? I'm going to give it all away. I got to copy him before I said anything. <laughs> I mean, I've been, I've been, we've been talking about for weeks, the, the prospect of him moving on from the Ravens and you know we were talking about teams like Atlanta and, and places like that and you know we'll, we'll sort of come to where I've what I've done um with the draft in a little bit but this is going to throw you know a lot of perhaps mock drafters into a bit of a spin now with this news Um I, I just I'm really struggling I was struggling before I'm struggling even more now to see how there's a way back onto the Ravens for Lamar Jackson unless unless they make him the highest paid QB at this moment in time. Money talks, and that's the only thing that I can see sort of papering over this, if you like. But the Ravens seem reluctant to dip into the pocket. And so at this moment in time, I don't see him staying. But there's plenty of time between now and the start of the season. You would like to think that this would get done before the draft. I I don't, you know... the. This sort of next four weeks is critical for for the Ravens and for wherever Jackson potentially moves on mm. to because of the compensation package that's there. It's you know, it's automatic two first rounders, so it'd be this year and next year. And if he leaves the Ravens, they've got a massive position of need to address. So I think it gets done in the next few three, two, three weeks. Mm. But it could don't be, be surprised very, be if it drags out longer than that. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Yes, it's going to be an interesting few weeks for the Ravens. For all the other teams, probably barring the Cleveland Browns and San Francisco 49ers who who don't pick until the third round. It's just going to be excitement and and craze uh, ahead of the start of the draft. And what better team to start off with? The Carolina Panthers, the first team in the draft having traded up from the Chicago Bears. We've talked so much about their needs where do they go at number one overall and who they're picking? They go QB, number one. I think that's, that's pretty obvious. And I've got them drafting CJ Stroud from Ohio State. I think 
the Panthers just don't seem to be playing the cards close to this. They're either doing one of two things. They're either being completely brazen and don't mind letting people know they've got the number one pick, they know who they're going to choose, and they're going to pick CJ Stroud. You know, you've seen probably up through social media the the talk and the chats with um, Josh McCown and the sort of embrace and he's sort of taking him under his wing already, it seems. And I don't see how the Panthers are drafting anybody but him. The other option, I suppose, is they're being so bold that unless the Texans are completely in love with CJ Stroud, they're almost sort of goading them into wanting to draft up one place and trying to recoup mm. some of maybe what they gave up for that number one pick. But that just that seems like too much of a of a yeah, chess I, game I, for me. I think we're pretty much in agreement, aren't we? Um, not yeah. just with this pick, but with, with, with the next pick as well. I think his combine performance and pro day the other day as well, yeah. there just seems to be this um, expectation now that um, Stroud is going to go first overall. Um, yeah. for probably for the first time in, in um, you know, the last six to 12 months, he's been, um, you know, almost, a, you know, clearly ahead of, of Bryce Young. Um Obviously, we've heard a lot about Anthony Richardson, which we'll come yeah. to a bit later. Um, but but Stroud seems to be the man, and you know the Panthers are obviously in the perfect position with with one overall. They they have you know the 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 pick um, um, of the class. Yeah. But yeah, it's certainly going to be QB, and it looks very likely that it's going to be CJ Stroud. Yeah, for me, he's 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 the best passer of of this year's QBs, um, and because of his athletic advantages that he has over Bryce Young, let's say, I think he's more certain to go number one. Now, just quickly moving on to to Bryce Young, I think we're, we're also both in agreement that Bryce Young goes to the Texans at two. Um, yeah. Well, the one thing I would say, if, if Bryce Young was six foot one or more, it'd be the consensus number one pick, in my opinion. He's um he's a better all round prospect. Um he can read the game much better than any of the other QBs in the class. He has scramble ability, you know, he can make big plays, he can even despite his sort of diminutive stature at five ten, his passing accuracy over the middle of the field is is still as good, if not better, than CJ Stroud's. You know, if if he gets the right protection around him, he's going to be fine. Mm. People's worry, I think, is just that he's, whilst he's not necessarily tall, he's also very slight. If he takes hits from these big defensive players, these powerful edge rushes and things, that, and then I think people are worried about his, you know, longevity within the league is not like uh, whilst Kyler Murray's small he's stocky Bryce Young isn't that he mm. but his upside is too too good for him to pass on yeah. for the Texans at two I think absolutely very much in agreement in the first two picks Young I think since the end of the 2022 season that the narrative has turned from his, his his playing ability clearly you know the best player in in football for the last couple of years to his yeah. you know his traits his, his his how tall he is how you know mm. small i mean it's 
for someone that's talented, it's, it's, it's difficult to see, but that's, you know, the, the thought process that NFL teams go through. And, um, but yeah, I think the Texans, like you say, are getting, um, a, a very, very capable player. And, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what yeah. he's like in, um, the NFL. Moving on to number three, uh, a team who, uh, could perhaps consider moving down the Arizona Cardinals. You know, they have their QB in, in, in Kyle and Murray. I mean, there's obviously yeah. been a lot of talk about him. They're not going to go for a, for, for a QB in this draft. We've both picked the same player, the probably yeah. the best defensive player uh, available here in Alabama's uh, Will Anderson. Um, yeah. yeah, one of the best edge rushes I think we've seen um, in college for, for a number of years. There's, there's little debate for us for us here unless, you know, there was a, a, a team who was in love with what, one of the, you know, the third QB available. It doesn't look like, um, you know, anyone's going to be trading up. No, I, I, I don't think so at this point. I think people, the, the other teams in and around would have to give up too much to move up to number three. And the teams that are close by are just going to be happy enough to sit and just watch how the board falls. Um, mm. And once you've got outside these two QBs, specifically anyway um i i like this pick for the cardinals they've got a lot of needs at this moment in time um this is a great sort of building block for them he's you know an explosive player uh, very impactful he's you know racked up over 200 pressures for in in three seasons for alabama you know this is a this is a difference making type player um and it, it you know whilst the Cardinals are not going to be ready to compete for a couple of years yet. You, you know, you, at this stage, you've got to take best player available. And, mm. you know, that should be the sort of motto for each team as they make their pick. But obviously, needs dictate who goes where sometimes more yeah. than who is the best player available. In this instance, yeah. Arizona gets to pick the best player available, in my opinion. And obviously in yours as well, that was yeah. Will Anderson. Yeah, so they, it's, they, it's they sh- do have a need as well, I think, at the, the position with absolutely so JJ, yeah. JJ Watt re- re- retiring. Yeah. He was possibly one of their best players last year. And they, they do need some some leaders on, on defence and just you know around the roster. Now, yeah. at number four, we have picked exactly the same player, but for different teams. Yes. I'll let you go first because yours is the more dramatic of scenario, <laughs> as we mentioned, Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Um, yeah. What are the Colts going to do? The Colts are, in my opinion, going to make an acquisition for Lamar Jackson. Um, and now that we know that a trade has been requested, you know, there, there are a few teams around the league who have the potential to be able to make that acquisition possible. But if, I mean, obviously it's out of the Ravens' hands, really. You know, they, they're, they're going to be hoping for the best compensation possible and this package suits them down to the ground. But I just think that um, the way that the Colts have been the last couple of years, they need some stability at the QB position. And so rather than draft a potential, why not get somebody who you know can do the job at a high level in this league? Mm. Um, and so I have, yeah, Jackson to the Colts, which gives the Ravens the number four overall pick. And there, in my opinion, they would select QB Anthony Richardson. Um, now, Richardson has massive upside, but is still a huge question mark. He could be 
the sort of second coming of Lamar Jackson if he's able to fulfill his potential. But that's a long, long way off. He's much more of a raw talent than even Jackson was when he entered the league. Obviously, he can sit for a while if he goes to Baltimore as well. You know, they've got Tyler Hundley who has experience in the league. And I think he, they would be quite comfortable sitting, um, at starting at, at QB1 whilst Richardson gets a little bit more acclimated. Um, uh, just tandem between the two during, you know, the rookie year potentially or... Yeah, I mean, I could see it. Yeah, you could, you could. The thing is, there's still plays where you could bring Richardson in because his athletic capabilities are huge. You know, he's mm. he's a much bigger guy. Um, you know, you could bring him in for run running plays and for you know short yardage gains or for little like pop passes just to build confidence. And that that would be great. That would be great for him. Um. You know, especially if you know you're sort of down on the the one two yard line, you can just use his power to to run yeah. in a few touchdowns and things that w- would give him a boost. No end, you know, confidence is is massive in this league. Um, but in terms of being a, a full blown starter, you could you could redshirt him till next season even, um, and and progress him that way. So that's where I went, um, and I know you picked Richardson as well. Yeah, I, well, I did this before the news came out. Yeah, um, of the, the but you know, in, in a sense, the similarities we have that the Colts are going very different to the the style of quarterback that they they they've they've had over the last couple of years. Whether that be uh, Richardson or Lamar, um, you know, they've been tattered with with, with Levis. Um, yeah quarterback someone who fits the mold of the the culty you know chris ballard the general manager of who they they, they want the passer that they want um but because it's not worked for them for a number mm. of years now um you know they, they've they have um gardner Minshew, obviously um yeah. who's come in through three agency so for someone like um richardson if they were to you know stick at four uh, to come in i think they've got a, a capable qb <clears throat> excuse me, to perhaps even start, you know, back up um, if things aren't going well with Richardson. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting Interesting yeah. to see what, what happens. Obviously, the, the Lamar the Lamar aspect controls so much of this opening 10, 10 round. We, we know there's a, a few other teams as well who are uh, yeah. perhaps in the run in the next, you know, uh, five, ten picks. Um, yeah. So we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. One thing I was just going to add that um, if the Colts do stay, and they don't draft Lamar, and and they do pick Richardson. The one thing drafting a rookie does is 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 buy a, a coach and and his and his team time. You know they're not going to be under pressure immediately. If Jackson goes there, they're going to be under a, a lot of pressure quite quickly. Um, if they if they if you draft a new guy, you're given a little bit of, you know, you're given a longer rope, which is fair. Um. And like you say, the, the two teams could be in sort of similar position if they do draft him where they've got somebody capable to start and hopefully he can learn around. So I, I think he's an interesting pick, um, Richardson. I could Don't get me wrong, I could see him dropping. You know, it could be yeah. if Levis is just seen as slightly more ready to go because of his game time that he got at the college level. Um but yeah, it, it he just feels t- the, the upside of him is is too good and too potentially 
impressive yeah. to, to just to just pass up on at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well yeah, like we said, that, that it could change massively at number four. At number five, we have the Seattle Seahawks. We uh, have gone with the same player for this this pick, yeah. um, which is a surprise because we we, we just mentioned him <laughs> um, as a potential player who could slide. Um, you know, after um, yeah. recent um, updates um, on his off the field um, activity, um, it is Jalen Carter of um, uh, of, of Georgia. He, like we said, you know, a month ago, a month, two months ago, um, was prospective, you know, one, two best player in this, in this draft, regardless of position. Um, that's obviously, the narratives have obviously changed, but we, we, we still think he is, you know, yeah. one of the best available. A team like Seattle, who we know, you know, have, have coached some, you know, players of similar sort of backgrounds or similar yep. experiences, um, into to, to brilliant players, love uh, you know uh, a, a real defensive force like that Carter presents. I think this could be um, you know ideal landing spot for, for Carter, and I think for the Seahawks if he does drop because it fills a position of need and gives him a real um, a real difference maker on defense. Yeah, completely agree. Completely agree. Obviously, his his pre draft process has been the stuff of nightmares. Um, and and that you know could put teams off. I think though that just what he's got on tape is just so good that you, you could see him fitting into any scheme. Seattle won't have any problems mm. just just dropping him in and letting him do his thing. Um, it's just he's he's too good of a prospect to to pass up. I think I know obviously. There are going to be question marks there. If this was a different team, I think they might mm. think differently. But Seattle's a pretty sound organization. I think Pete Carroll, in his presence there, and some of the veteran guys they've got on the team, and, and reacquiring Bobby Wagner could be big for this as well. Mm. You know, just settle a young lad down. You know, he's made mistakes. He clearly feels horrible about what's happened, yeah. and. You know, maybe that's been affecting his pre-draft process. That you know, the 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 workouts and everything else. It's easy to see how these sorts of incidents would mm. would play on a on a person's mind. Obviously, I can't <laughs> absolutely. I can't imagine what it would be like. But you know, he's such a young guy. His talent, though, is there for all to see. You look at the tape and you think, yeah, I just don't know how you pass on mm. on a on a potential yeah, generational th- guy like Jalen Carter. Exactly. I think you hit the nail on the head. I think the, the, the Seahawks seem to be a perfect landing spot for him. I think the second best landing spot would be the team after uh, at number six <laughs> yeah. in the Detroit yeah. Lions. Um, you know, if he he somehow fell past the Seahawks, I, I don't think Detroit would think twice about, about selecting him because again, it's a position of need and we've, we've gone um, defensive linemen uh, again, different players, yeah. Um, but um, but yeah, talk us through your pick for the Detroit Lions at number six. Yeah, uh, I think there are a few different ways that the Lions could go. Um, I considered corner at first, seemed too high for the corners for me. I think that the Lions are going to be intrigued by Pittsburgh's Kalijah Kansi. 
and I've heard all of the sort of rumors and the comparisons to Aaron Donald and everything else. And, <laughs> and, and, and I get it, you know, I do get it because of the sort of position and, and everything else, but I think he could go earlier than, than people are, are mm. sort of generally projecting him for. He seems to be in and around the sort of 20 ish kind of mark, uh, depending on what team is there. But I think he's got the potential to be a big disruptor at, at the NFL level. Um, and yeah, I just see the Lions as being a, a good fit for him. They're a, a great young team. Um, yeah. And he's just got that sort of explosive power. Whilst under being slightly undersized, you know, I know what people are saying, 6'1", 281, yeah. sub-31 arms and whatever, but he's so difficult to block that I just think that what the Lions are doing there at the moment, it seems to be about youth, about power, about speed. Size isn't necessarily mm. everything. Um, and I, I think he's he's a real intriguing talent. And I can just, I, th- I think, the like I say, the Lions could go one of so many ways because they've done good work in the off season, but yeah. I, I think that he's. I, I do like that, this pick. I think uh, he he could drop down um, yeah. to their sort of because they've got a second pick as well, haven't they? At number yeah, I think it's around eighteen, isn't it? Yeah, and, and he could drop there. I, I I get that, mm. but would you want to risk him dropping that far? I think he feels a position that, that they need at this moment in time where he adds yep. something a little bit different to what they've got. So so why not if he's there? Fair play. No, I, I really like this pick. I was considering actually for from a fan's point of view for to pick him um for for the Jets. If they hadn't yeah, had um yeah. you know yeah it'd be brilliant and, and you know it's a, a huge need for, for them. Um but for, for the lines I've gone um Tari Wilson um just to add you know another Solid, yeah. Solid, yeah, edge uh, alongside um, Aidan Hutchinson make the uh, lines very, you know, fresh. We, we considered a few positions, like you say, that they could yep. go. They address cornerback really well in um, in free agency with the likes of um, Cam Sutton. Um, so I didn't really see this as a, a need at number six. Um, and I think adding to the line um, is, is a really good option. Yeah. For your yeah. Raiders team, we've gone... Both gone for tackles, um, yep. offensive tackles, uh, different players, um, but I think we're pretty much in agreement that um, O line is is probably the most pressing need uh, for the yep. Raiders after signing uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, so yeah, yep. adding a, a a very high caliber tackle here um, seems a no brainer. I've gone yep. for Northwestern's uh, Peter Skaronski, whereas yep. you've gone for Paris Johnson. Junior, what's the the difference between these two players for you? Why is you know Johnson, um, you know, attracting you to be the first lineman taken? Um, I I think just his size gives him the edge. Um, I understand, you know, Skaronski could, you know, if he doesn't work out uh, tackle, you kick him inside the guard and everything else. But I think the Raiders just need a solid tackle at the moment. Yeah, you know, I don't know if you saw that thing that came out about the. Snaps taken by players that have been drafted by, uh, snaps taken by players that teams have drafted since I can't, I can't remember the year where it was now. But anyway, basically the Raiders are dead last 
you know, they're, they're really like struggling. Um, yeah. And and this is they, a they, plug, they, yeah, yeah this is a plug and play their... guy. Um, exactly. He's solid. Um, I mean, I considered I considered a rusher. Yeah, I considered edge rusher. I considered Tyree Wilson, and and I could see that you know because Chandler Jones hasn't necessarily worked out, but I think they'll give him yeah. a little bit more room. Um, obviously, I considered QB as well. I think that what the Raiders are more likely to do is pick up a guy in the later rounds, the hope that like maybe a Hendon Hooker or somebody like that drops, or, yeah. or or maybe even move up slightly in the second to pick him up. I just given that they've got Jimmy Garoppolo there, obviously they're going to need somebody else to come in at QB, but I think I think the Raiders are playing the long game and looking towards next year's draft for their for their next guy. Um, yeah. And I just I just like shoring up that line a little bit more here. They've got plenty of needs, considered corner as well, where, they, where they're desperate for a guy for. But again, I think the cornerback class is so good that you can wait till the second round and pick up a solid quality player there. Um so yeah, so really, it was just more the the size and the presence of of um, Paris Johnson Jr. But I like Skaronski as well. Um, mm. I mean, I, you know, what was your your sort of thought? Yeah, very well? similar. I think I think Skaronski um, Skaronski um, to me has, has looked the the standout tackle. Um, I don't see too much difference in maybe the top two, the top three. I wouldn't, you know. I wouldn't be um, shocked if there was any sort of change in that order. Um, no. So yeah, I think we're we're pretty much in in agreement. You know, primarily yeah. on the, the the positional sort of value for the the Raiders. Oh, uh, I like your point between those guys. Uh, yeah. Exactly, exactly. And I think your point about the Raiders waiting, particularly on you know QB for the twenty twenty four draft, um, it's something that has come into my mindset a little bit for a few teams, most notably the next team. Um, at number eight, the the Falcons. Um, I really yeah. considered them going either trading up or, um, you know, really trying to draft. Um, um, Will Levis at number eight, uh, but I I I, I don't yeah. think that I think they give Desmond Ritter a chance this year uh, and wait until uh, the the twenty twenty four class because I, I mean the, the the class of this year is is great, but the twenty twenty four class. Um, mm. You know, there's there's a few good looking studs um, there. Caleb yeah. Wilson, Caleb uh, uh, Williams, um, yeah. Drake May. I think yeah, there'll be a few teams perhaps eyeing and yeah, maybe testing the waters this year with with their current players. And I think that's what the Falcons do. They they could even be a team to to trade down if there's a you know a bit more of a desperate situation uh, for the teams below to get a QB. But yeah. Um, but yeah, both of yeah. us didn't go. Um, quarterback here. Uh, we both went edge rusher. I yep. went for uh, Miles Murphy. You went for Tyree Wilson, who I'd taken already previously for, for the Lions. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, I think Tyree, your selection, Tyree, is the the, the better prospect. Um, but I also like Murphy as well. You know, just yeah, adding another so quality edge rusher for, for, for Atlanta will be a very solid selection, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, I think so. I think Atlanta have done good work in free agency. You know, they've addressed issues along the line, the offensive line in the secondary. Um, so adding a guy at edge, you know, a, a, a full-blown disruptive guy who's ready to go, who looks dead set to make an impact in this league, I think is is a no-brainer for them. Yeah. I considered, I did consider Atlanta, to be fair, um, and dropping. And, but I, I just don't think... 
I think drafting Will Levis at eight is supposed to bit rich mm. for a lot of teams and, and I think like you I'm in agreement with you that there's gonna be a quite a quite a few teams looking towards next year's QB class. Um I think the Raiders, the Falcons, the Titans, the Bucks potentially, um the Lions even, you know, as good as Goff has played last year, he's not necessarily probably their long term target. So I think it's gonna be a bit of a scramble next year. You know, if any one of those two guys that you that you mentioned from from next year's class was in this year's class, they'd automatically be the number one prospect. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, for the Falcons, get yourself a nice dis- nice piece at edge. Um, you know, again, this is one of those positions. Uh, this is one of those picks where at eight you're sort of looking who's the best player available. Um, yeah. And I think it, because of the the pick that you'd already made, Miles Murphy perhaps was. And Tyree Wilson for me, you know, any of any of those two guys uh, yeah. would be would be a great selection. Do you see the Falcons potentially being in the in the the Lamar sweepstakes as well? They've been a team heavily linked. They've, they've, I remember yeah. them coming out and publicly saying that they weren't interested. The Colts are obviously a team that uh, haven't you know disclosed mm. that, but that could you know we could potentially see the Ravens potentially here. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I you know I. I, I to begin with, I said sort of Atlanta for Lamar just fe- seemed like a great fit. Um, not necessarily just the team, but the city and and everything else that sort of comes with with that move. Um, however, I, I don't know. I've been a little bit put off by what Atlanta have done otherwise and the things that they've said and the sort of, all oh, right, this could be all smoke screens. You know, we've seen this before from, from NFL teams. It, you know, there's a lot of what they say and what they do are, 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 you know, two completely different actions. But yeah, I could still see it. I absolutely could. I think it'd be great. There's no reason why they shouldn't make a push for it, despite what they've been saying, given, you know, the news that's out now, it might be that that's Lamar's preferred landing spot. You know, if, if he were to, if he were to have a choice, I'm sure he probably would rather go to Atlanta than, than Indianapolis. That's no disrespect to Indianapolis at all, but I just think culturally it's a better fit yeah. for him, perhaps. So, yeah, yeah, I could absolutely see it. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's yeah, yeah, obviously, obviously <laughs> they are. But if he goes to uh, if he goes to Indianapolis, you can you can expect some some humble bragging here on my part. I'm not going to lie. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get you back down to earth. Yeah. Um, like... Here we go. So at number nine, number nine and, and ten, we we got very similar picks. We've just mentioned the the um offensive tackle option for the the, the yep. Raiders both going in the same position. And we've actually switched pitch uh switched yeah, we had, yeah. for the Bears. Um you've got yeah, Skolsky, this. It made me chuckle uh, Cobb Paris Johnson. Liked it. Um yeah, not too great much lines, obviously. Because I think <laughs> exactly. I think yeah, the Bears just, just need another um enforcer up front, I think, to, to protect Justin Fields. Um yeah. Yeah, seems a, a, a pretty suitable option. They could go defense here. I think they they they're in need yeah. of um, you know potential on, on the edge. But I think after um, you know seeing us both take a, an edge rusher for the Falcons, um, I think tackle was was the the biggest need. I think you just get them big bodies in around Justin Fields yeah. and giving him as much protection and chance as 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 physically possible. Um, yeah, 
Um, I went Skaronski from Northwestern, and um, like I say, you know, we, me, you and I just switch picks between the Raiders yeah. and the Bears here, and and I think, like I say, it's a bit of a coin toss between the two. I like, I do like, you know, that, that with Skaronski, it's not all or nothing at, at tackle. It is, you know, sort yeah. of people are saying that he would be absolutely be a quality guard as well, and and you know, if that came to pass for the Bears, I'm sure they wouldn't mind. Absolutely, um, as they wouldn't mind, you know, taking. Um, um, Paris Johnson Jr. So yeah, yeah, you know, choose your uh, choose your poison if you like. If if you're the Bears, don't you know? Similarly, you know they could drop back even further. You know, if if mm-hmm. what they're wanting to do, you know, they've got a lot of needs and they could could just be in the let's accumulate as many draft picks as we can get and and sort of draft the best possible players from there. Maybe even have another eye on on next year as well. Yeah, but I think you get. You get bodies around fields at the moment because he, that, that guy can't be hit too much more than he has been the last few years. Um, you're just playing this sort of dangerous game if you're the Bears, from in my opinion, allowing that yeah. to happen. So they've done good work as well in free agency. So let's just continue building on that by by drafting one of those two guys. Yeah, I think I think they they are they do have a bit of flexibility here. You know, regardless of the amount of needs that they, they still have, they they were very successful in free agency. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they could go. They could go edge here. I was very tempted to go Lucas Van Ness of yeah. Iowa. Um, yeah. I've we've actually picked him. Both picked him in the next pick um, for the Eagles. Um, yeah, it's uh, it, it was an interesting one. I was very very tempted to see the Eagles um, put them down to, to drop down a bit. They always seem to recoup yeah. Um, yeah. draft picks or have done over the last couple of years. You know. Yeah. We, we know how strongly I'm getting. Obviously, the, the, they've lost a fair few players this year. Yep. Um, and, yeah, looking to next year where contracts of the senior players are expiring, uh, there are going to be a few holes, I think, next year. So, yeah. uh, for me, it was in between It was between cornerback and, and edge. I know they've obviously signed Bradbury uh, and Slate um, to, to extensions. Yeah. Um, so, I think they'll wait on corner and they'll take an edge here. Uh, yeah, Lucas Van Nash, uh, Van Ness from from Iowa, who, yeah, one of the best, um, uh, one of the best players athletic, I think, in this draft. We're both in agreement um, that this will be a, a really good addition in, in Philadelphia. Yeah, what well, it seems like an absolute monster of a guy, and and the Eagles traditionally love just building from the trenches, and you know his. His traits are, are impressive. Four point five eight second forty yard dash. I mean, I'm out of breath even just considering running four point five. You know, I, I used to be pretty quick. You know, I could run pretty pretty fast in my day, but even now, I'm just you know, I'm sort of gasping for air. And thought, you know, two hundred and seventy two pound guy. You know, he's he's quite the quite the sight to behold. We'll to be to, fair, we'll, to have the to a, we'll have to do a off-grid NFL contributors uh, combine at one point. Yeah. Be, uh, yeah, if you can give me like six months' I'm... notice, that'll be, that'll be grand. <laughs> <laughs> Unless there's a bear chasing me or something. I'm going to run that fast again for a, for a little while. Um, but yeah, he, you know, athletically, he seems like a monster. You know, yeah. all right, he's pretty raw skill-wise, um, and I think there's some work to be done there. But I think it's a bit of a luxury pick for the Eagles here, you know. Yeah. Drafting a guy like that, you don't necessarily have to rely on him to come and make a difference for you. You know, they've still got, still bought back some of the old guard and, and he, he can be, he's not necessarily going to need to be an every, every down yeah. kind of guy. Um, so I, I like it though, because I, I like his upside. 
Um, and you know the 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 Eagles just love them them big bodies, don't they? So why not? Yeah, why not I mean they're point? they're a they're a perfect team to coach. You know, a, a, a raw potential player. Oh yeah. Um, they can let him sit for, for for a year or you know be in rotation, just like they've done with players like Jordan Davis from last year. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, Nicobe Dean coming through. Um, yeah, I think yeah. Um, you know those players they, they, are going to have a bit more of a standout role this year. I think so. Van yeah. Nesma, yeah maybe in, in a year or two's time. As you alluded to earlier, they're going to need to get younger at these positions. You know, if you can get these quality, quality guys in these early rounds while you've still got the chance, you know, you're sorted at QB, wide out, you can pick up running backs through, you know, in every draft in the, in the later rounds, you know, rebuild those trenches with youthful talent rather than just you know, hoping for guys on one years to come and do it for you, build them up, build your team around, around them as they have done so successfully in, in previous drafts. Well, the next team, um, yes, and certainly a team who have been in transition, um, a yeah. lot of change this, this off season in Tennessee. Um, yeah. and yeah, we've gone, um, we've gone different positions, Yeah, yeah but big, both, yeah. both, I think both, obvious needs in in Tennessee um you talk us through your receiver picks I know you you think a play a new playmaker is needed for the Titans well there's there's plenty needed for the the Texans to be fair they're in a very weird sort of rebuild but not quite full rebuild mode like a sort of partial Mini rebuild <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I, I think that and I, I'm not going to say this is this is definitely the case, but you know, is Mike Vra- is Mike Vrabel wanting to break it all down to start mm-hmm. again? And that's the biggest question mark for me. You know, whilst they've still got Tannehill and Derek Henry, I, I don't see it being a full rebuild. I think they're building around what's already there, but that just doesn't necessarily feel quite right because. Both those guys could move this year or next year. But they definitely need help at receiver. And yeah. whether they pick in this round or, or in later rounds um, remains to be seen. But uh, yeah, I've gone for a high states, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Um, the, yeah, like I say, the, the, I think he's the top receiver available. And this isn't necessarily the best receiver class like it has been for the last few years. You know, if he was being drafted last year, he might have even dropped into the second round. But he's not necessarily the tallest guy, but he's a pretty smooth route runner. Um, And he's got some speed. Um, You know, he... I just think that he's different to what they've already drafted. They drafted big guys. Um, they drafted uh, what was the name? what's his name? Who the the receiver they drafted? Traylon Burks. Yeah, thank you. Um, and you know he was a big body slot guy, and then they tried to play him out wide. They tried to transition him, and that just didn't work. And I think they yeah. need to start getting him more back into the into the slot game and having a guy like Njigba with the speed could maybe open that up if he can sort of open uh, you know open up guys over the over the top but at the same time he's good in the slot as well given his his size um and stature so 
I, I just think if you're going to keep, if you are going to keep Tannehill, then you've got to give him weapons to be able to produce something. Um, you know, it's sort of Burks and Westbrook Aquino and stuff. You know, they, there's potential there, but they just didn't do it last year. I think they need another piece, and so yeah. that's where I went. But the, the Titans is really were the one that I struggled yeah. with the most because. I just don't know what's going on. I think it's so hard to get a read on the team. You, do, you, just, look, you just have to have a look on, I think the, the, the Ross, obviously we, we've seen the links with Derrick Henry mm. um, and Tannehill potentially moving on. Other than that, this is a very, very, very bare yeah. offense uh, yeah. all round. And I completely agree with you. They need to, 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 to add a, a receiver that, yeah, the best receiver only played a handful of games because he was injured for most of last yeah. year. Yeah. So, and that's another question receiver, mark over. Exactly. Right? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, receiver, um, wouldn't be surprised if they go that there. I I went for a, a tackle um, yeah. um, in uh, Broderick Jones from uh, Georgia, a, yeah. an agile athletic um, uh, tackle who, yeah, I, th- I think they've lost a lot on their offensive line, obviously, this year. Um, yeah. And you know they brought Andre uh, Dillard in, yeah, at left tackle. Okay, they made an address, but I don't think that's particularly long term. I think you know no. if I was um, Ron Carthen, who I think is trying to you know start afresh a little bit with this team, I think it yeah. makes sense taking um, an offensive tackle. But they, they do yeah. need a lot of work. Uh, yeah, can, uh, yeah. Uh, you know when I. When I saw your pick, I was sort of, sort of looking through the the selections and stuff. Saw the Titans because that's what the, the like I say was the one I struggled with the most. Like this pick, and I think if if they decide to completely tear it down, then selecting a guy like Broderick Jones makes more sense to me um, because drafting a receiver to when if you're just going to be playing you know, um, a, a young second year QB um, or, or whatever they decide to do. Maybe they maybe they trade and, and try and acquire somebody with a little bit more experience, but doesn't necessarily make the most sense. So what they do in the run up to the draft obviously determines where they go. Um, but yeah, not a, not, a, not a great time for Titans fans. I think a lot of them are just sort of would like a bit more clarity on the mm. sort of direction. Yeah, it's difficult to see. Obviously, with the Texans, you know, in the, the, their sort of rebuild, they will mm. probably go into the year, you know, expecting to be very competitive against Tennessee compared to the last, you know, couple yeah, of years. That, yeah, but so, it, yeah, very interesting times. Obviously, the Texans are the next pick. Um, they've yep. drafted their new franchise quarterback, and you know, you want to pair him with with a new top quality receiver as well. They're going to have someone to throw it to. We've both gone for um, yeah. TCU's uh, Quinton Johnson, who, yeah, one or two um, in in the the wide receiver rankings that, that have been going around. Um, I think this makes sense for, for for Texan. We've seen how successful other teams from around the league have been in partnering a new QB with a new re- receiver straight out of college. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, um, I think, you know, that again, they could be a team that potentially looks to move down um, and recuperate because they've got so many other other things to address. But giving them an, a, a new receiver makes them a, a lot more competitive um, offensively compared to you know what what, what they've had over the last couple of years. Yeah, they're struggling. 
at those positions, so you might as well use this as, again, a bit of a luxury pick. Um, not necessarily best player available, but probably the best receiver available if Smith and Jigba goes off the board. Um, I like Johnson. He's got the height over in Jigba a little bit, um, and he's 40.5-inch vertical jump, 11.2 broad. Yeah, I mean, okay, that's, that's going to do just nicely at that sort of position. Um, been productive at TCU, and I just think that, yeah, give your new new QB a sort of pretty reliable yeah. pair of hands to throw to, um, and, and 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 sort of carry on your rebuild from there. You know, got a lot of needs, could go a lot of different ways, but that makes sense to me. Um, not a particularly deep receiver class, like we've said, so don't yeah. necessarily wait till the, the later rounds because you're not going to get a huge amount of quality, I yeah. don't think. It'd be some surprises, obviously, but in in this sort of instance, I think that's who you take and, and you carry on. At number 13, we have... Well, we've, we've both got the Jets picking um, uh, linemen at um, Anton Harrison from, from Oklahoma, just in yeah. different positions. Um, I, well, I think I've, I've just got my fan hat on uh, and yeah. see Joe Douglas making a bit of a move. Um, you know, obviously, they, they are still in negotiations to sign Aaron Rodgers. Don't yeah. think that's going to be a, um, a first-rounder, but it could be you know a handful of, of second-rounders. And I think yeah. perhaps, you know, Rico, they've got some needs, I think, on defensive line, offensive line. I could potentially see them moving down. But, um, but yeah, we've both gone for Anton Harrison to the Jets. Um, we'll talk through him first before going into to, to my prediction on, the, on a trade. Yeah, um, sure. Yeah, the Jets, they looking a bit bare at, at, at tackle. Um, yeah, I think um, so. We see, yeah, Max Mitchell... Um, and Mikhail um, Becton are, you know, they're currently their they're starting tackles. Um, uh, Dwayne Brown as well, who's approaching 40. Um, Becton <laughs> obviously has had his, his injury issues. So, yeah, this, yeah it's a real, real... Good, you know, I've seen some images of him lately, some pictures floating around. He looks in good shape at the moment. He, you know, yeah, really, really good shape. Promising. Really good shape. He, uh, I mean, his rookie year, I thought he was he was really, really solid. Albeit, yeah. you know, he missed a few games, and I think he can make mm-hmm. for a, a really good, um, you know, NFL player. I think it's always the Rory coming in um, to the NFL from from college was, you know, controlling his weight and, and remaining healthy. Um, yeah. I really, really hope for the guy that he can have um, a, a, a complete run this year because, yeah, he'll be he'll be fantastic. You know, when we get Barry Tucker back, um, that'll yeah. you know really show us up. So, but I think adding another tackle uh, makes sense, gives them a bit of bolster. They could go defensive line, like I've mentioned, but um, but yeah, I think um, uh, both Joe Douglas and um, and Robert Soller will, will be keen to to protect their new QB. Um, yeah. to give them, you know. Yeah, top um, pass protection as a as yeah. a big charge. You know, he's not the most sort of special talent. He's not a flashy pick for for the Jets here, in my opinion. And he might need a little bit of time, um, given his sort of a little bit rough around the edges, um, a little bit of a, a raw talent. But I think that the Jets is a great um, landing spot for him. You know Robert Salah's defenses. Um, you know, 
pride themselves on on their um solidity and you know knowing their roles and, and everything else and I think he'd be a great coach to to take someone like Harrison at this at this position at 13 he could you know step up pretty quickly um with the right coaching through the off season um and, and be a, a talent straight away but he, he could also be one for the future and I think the Jets can afford that little luxury yeah. Um, that sort of position, but it's not going to hurt given the injury situation to to have a yeah. guy that could be ready to step in should the situation um, present itself. Um, but I'm more intrigued by what you've done. At yeah, well, I, yeah, like I say, I've, I've also picked Anton um, Harrison, but with the Jets at number 23, um, yeah. and that means they've traded with the Minnesota Vikings, who. Uh, I feel there will be a, a, one or two more trades in the midsection. So yep. I was throwing out there, I'm quite intrigued by what the Minnesota Vikings do, um, particularly at quarterback. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, Kirk Cousins going into the last year of his contract. Um, I think the Vikings will be a good landing spot for, for, for Will Levis. Um, I think... Yeah, they, they don't have to start him straight away, but I think he's in a position where he can compete, certainly. Uh, can learn a lot from a guy like Kirk Cousins. Um, yeah. And yeah, I think it's he, he would he makes sense to go to the Vikings. So I, I, I don't actually think that the trade-up would, would, would cost you know a great deal. Um, Probably not. Yeah. You know, giving the Jets an extra second rounder and potentially another third rounder, you know, et cetera. Yeah. I think I think um, you know makes makes good sense for for the Jets to recoup. So yeah, that's that's my first big sort of shock trade um, hmm. uh, in, in no, the midsection. Like it. Um, so yeah, just just throwing it out there, just because we know it's gonna we know something like this is gonna happen. Yeah, we just absolutely. Don't know how, absolutely. How to predict it? Um, I think that um, given given Minnesota's sort of uh, situation with. Kirk Cousins, he's obviously going to start next year, but after that, he's out of contract. So you're going to have to sort of have one eye on the future, and you know whether that's making a trade for someone next year mm. or you know if Cousins plays well, do you sort of negotiate another one-year deal and go on the tag again? Or so yeah, Kirk Cousins <laughs> loves the loves the franchise tag. Um, I don't, I don't know. I, I think the Vikings will probably move on, though. I think that's sort of it's yeah. going to run its natural course at the end of next year. So I, I do like this, uh, and like you say, it's an ideal spot for him because he is still raw and he's got a cannon for an arm. We know that, but he's he's not there in comparison to maybe the, definitely not against the top two yeah. um, QBs in this class. And so you can you can sit behind Cousins for a year and and. and study the game and do some work and they can be working primarily on the the sort of things that he's sort of struggling with at the moment um you know over the next 12 months and then sort of see what they've got next year yeah i, I, I like this i like this idea i, I I'm, I'm fully on board if it happens yeah. i like the idea of the jets accumulating more picks as well for yeah for, for building yeah. depth into their squad mm. Don't get me wrong. I think I, I do think the Vikings have a lot to address still on um, on defense. Uh, maybe even yeah. add an extra wide receiver after they lost Adam Thielen um, in free agency. But um, but I don't see the the types of players who are going to make an, 
an immediate impact, um, you know, being available to them, um, you know, in the positions that they want. Um, yeah, I so I think a trade, um, yeah, sort of makes sense for them. Um, yeah. at this stage at number 14 it's the new uh, the new england patriots um you've got an edge rusher here picking um the impressive um yep. george's nolan smith who you know nfl scouts um will know and from you know watching the combine that he um is so unique um athletically yeah. um yeah i think a really exciting pick for you um and yeah i think it, you know, you've said that he'll be a more productive pass rusher uh, in the NFL than he was in, in, in Georgia with uh, the Patriots. Um, yeah, it looks yeah, an ideal, ideal situation, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, you know, uh, big guy, 6'2", 238, but fast. Can run a 4.3940, um, 10.8 broad jump, you know, 41.5 inch vertical jump. You know, he's, he's, he's a... You know, if he's not a sure pick in the first round, I'd be amazed. But yeah, I think there's a lot of ways that the Patriots could have gone here. Um, I just think this addresses a position of need for them. It's another one of those picks where it probably is getting to be best guy available. Yeah. Um, but also checks the box for 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 a need for their squad. Um. You know they've they've tried making splashy off season moves the last couple of years. It's not necessarily paid off. They're a team again, a little bit in a sort of transition phase in a loaded um, AFC in a super loaded division as well with the Bills, Dolphins, and Jets all all yeah. up a coin. You know, arguably the fourth best team in the division at this moment in time, given the sort of the the, the lack of depth in their squad, but. Yeah, I, I I think this is great. This is a good pick for them. Um, yeah, I'd, you know, could have gone running back, could have gone corner, could have gone a few different ways. But yep. I, um, you, yeah, I went, you, I went, went you went different though. Oh, I went corner. Um, we've not had a cornerback yet. I've, I've, I've talked that I'm no. excited to see this this cornerback class, and I think there's going to be a few in the next couple of picks. Um, so I've gone with uh, Christian. Uh, Gonzalez, um, yeah, I think um, uh, I think Bill Belichick will want to add um, uh, the position. I know they tied down um, uh, Jones, which I think was a, a, a bit unexpected, but um, I think uh, Gonzalez he he almost went at number six for me with the lines. I think he yeah um, yeah for me he's probably the best um, cornerback available this year. Um, one of the best, def- um, one of the best defensive players, I think, um, across the pitch. So, yeah, I think he'd, he'd work in really well, um, without being rotation yeah. or or with, um, you know, starting for for New England. Um, yeah. But yeah, completely agree that they've, they've got a bit of flexibility and and, and could go a number of ways. Um, sure. At fifteen, we have the Green Bay Packers. Uh, we've yep. actually picked the the, the same um, player. This year, it is um, Dalton Kincaid, a tight end from Utah. Um, yeah. yeah, a good good pass option for uh, for Jordan Love at um, yeah a position that the the, the the Titans do need do need a bit of help. Um, you know, the, <laughs> he's a very good pass catcher. Um, we're yeah. not too sure on his on his blocking ability, Questions but um, there, but yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I think a really good option. It's um, 
um, you know, we were longing out for, for a first round rice ride receiver or first round target during the, the Aaron Rodgers years, which never yeah. came. And I think that the Packers need to sort of change that sort of narrative a little bit. And I think adding someone like Dalton Kincaid's a, a very solid option. Yeah. Um, it would almost yeah. be a cruel joke for the Packers to pick a wide receiver <laughs> or tight end in the first round, given Can that they've never imagine? really done it under <laughs> Rodgers. it would just be sort of like the biggest middle finger to rogers leaving that they could possibly do so but yeah i mean you know questions about his is is blocking like we said but it's it's not that he's not a great blocker i just think there are better blocking tight ends in this class you know again this is another position where there are a number of guys who could go it's the first tight end off the board but i just like this for what it does for the packers for jordan love for giving him options um you know that sort of little security blanket yeah. through the middle of the field um he's you know he can still put on the weight and he can learn to block better you know that's that's not you know necessarily to say that he won't be a good blocker just that he's not the best mm. at this moment in time so you know i think it's a good pick it's a pick with potential and i'd, I'd be surprised if they don't add pieces to to try and make jordan yeah. love's life a little bit easier um, yep. in the in the sort of skill position exciting times i think for, for well in the post <laughs> rogers era so yeah i think um, yeah you know giving it as not, much love it's not necessarily <laughs> a done deal yet but let's yeah, just say what it is for now we'll, uh, yeah, is, we're it? not going to confirm anything on this podcast until we officially know <laughs> at number 16 we have both gone for the commanders trading down um yeah. different teams yeah, yeah. now you have mm-hmm. done what I did a couple of picks ago and yeah. had a team trade up to take uh, Will Levis. Um, you think the Buccaneers could be in with a shout um, despite Baker Mayfield um, this year? Yeah, not too sort of dissimilar to yourself. Will Levis can come in and not necessarily have to start. You know, adding Baker Mayfield is a is a, a nice piece for the Bucks who've still got, you know, players in the skill positions they've still got Evans they've still got Godwin um okay they need to address running back a little bit more but they, they've they got wide outs um they've got a decent enough line Kyle Trask didn't really wash with too many of us we were all sort of raised eyebrows at, at when they said that Kyle Trask was going to be the guy and then not too long after that they drafted Mayfield in <laughs> but I don't think Mayfield is going to be anybody's long-term guy at this moment. You know, he's had enough time in this league now to know what he is. You know, super high potential coming out of college, one of the best, one of the best prospects we've seen in a, in a long time, um, and still shows flashes of that now and again. Yeah. But he just hasn't got the consistency. So, mm. I think Levis is guy. Who I mean, don't get me wrong. He could have a chance at the starting job, but it, you don't have to give it to him straight away. And that's the that's the thing that I think if you're drafting Levis, you're not drafting him to start. Now you're drafting yeah. him for his potential next year, and you're working on him yeah. super hard over the next twelve months. Um, yeah, same same that, logic, isn't it? As, as, yeah. as the Vikings, um, I don't think he's got a dissimilar skill set to Mayfield either. Really, in that big arm, sort of slightly, um, not quite as mobile. Mm. as as some of the other guys um but yeah this is it seems like a, a decent enough position for him with a Bucks team that is sort of in that sort of semi-rebuild mode kind of not too, too dissimilar to the titans but with with better pieces there to be able to work with for now 
Absolutely. Well, I have actually gone for the Chargers to move into number 16 position for yeah. um, a, a wide receiver um, in Jackson Smith um, and Jigba. Um, yeah, I mean, this may be a bit of a jump for the Chargers because, mm. like we've said, that the receiver class um, isn't uh, as good as previous years. Uh, but I do think um, Smith and Jigba's... The, has the most upside of this class and can potentially be a very good receiver in yeah. the NFL. Um, I think, you know, there's a couple of teams behind the, these commanders at 16 who will be looking uh, to potentially draft a, a receiver. Uh, yeah. I think the Chargers, with, you know, Kellen Moore uh, coming in, the new offensive coordinator, I think making a big splash um, in the receiving core because, you know, we know Keenan Allen's getting older. Uh, Mike Williams yeah. uh, again. Uh, there's injury issues, etc. Um, you know, not not um, um, uh, yeah, not to say that those players aren't aren't, aren't good enough because they they are. I think just adding to that yeah. and giving Justin Herbert um, uh, an extra tool uh, would really go some places. Obviously, we yeah. don't know what's going to happen to Austin Eckler, so I do think Bajan Robinson is also in the conversation for the Chargers. Um, yeah. But yeah, I've, I've gone Smith and Jigbert. My only, um, my only question with, one. and and I, and I fully get everything that you're saying about receiver, and they definitely do need a receiver. They like they've got them big body guys there at the moment. What they've been missing for a, the last few years, and for a, a longer than that, even as a guy who can just rip the top off. You mm. know, they need that sort of speed merchant guy. If they moved up, I think they would be more likely to look at somebody a little bit quicker than the likes of Zay Flowers, but I don't think you would need to move up to get him. Um, yeah. If what they're looking for is that super smooth runner, then yeah, Jackson Smith and Jigba is definitely their guy, but the speed has been what the, the Chargers have been crying out for, and especially the fan base the last few years. So yeah. don't be surprised if in the later rounds they look to pick up a proper Absolutely. speed merchant somewhere. Absolutely. Well, like I say, we uh, we're just making these predictions. I've got I, I absolutely no idea what's going to happen. Do we? No. But, um, <laughs> at number seventeen, uh, moving on the the, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, yep. Just getting your uh, draft board back again. We've actually gone the same um, position here. Both gone cornerback. Um, yep. Seems to be uh, a, a need. They obviously lost. Uh, Cam Sutton that we mentioned the, yep. the, to the Lions. Um, you've gone for Joey Porter Jr. from Illinois, um, which yep. I have gone uh, Devin um, um, Witherspoon yep. um, from Penn State. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think yeah, it's an obvious an obvious need for um, mm-hmm. uh, for for Pittsburgh. Um, yeah, not too much to, to say. I think. The, the corners are very tightly split. I think the quality's there. Yeah. Um, I understand that the the, the Port Junior uh, pick. Um, I just like Witherspoon as the better prospect. Um, but, yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah. Yeah. Both 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 really good players. Not too not too many comments from me me on that. No, I I, I went. Uh, you know, I, I think I sort of said in, in in the copy that you know picking the order of the corners is going to be one of the most difficult things about this draft. Um, and Porter Junior could be first on, could be the last off. Y- y- we don't really know. I just thought that because of his sort of strong sort of footballing acumen, his solid IQ, reading the game and everything else, that he makes sense and he's a quite a Mike Tomlin kind of pick. Um, and again, obviously, it sort of addresses the, that that position that they need at the moment. But, but yeah, that was that was that was my thoughts. Nothing too. Uh, 
too much to read into it. I don't think you you just who the best corner available. I think is is down yeah. to personal preference. Absolutely. Absolutely. Moving on, then um, at number eighteen, the Detroit Lions. Um, yep. Yeah, we've gone different positions uh, players for, for for this pick. Now, I was very tempted to go. Well, I was very tempted to go um, Bajan Robinson, uh, almost picked a QB <laughs> here. Um, I think the Lions are in a, a good place. We were talking with the Athletics' um, Nick Baumgartner um, last week, and he mm-hmm. we was talking about how the, the, the Lions can treat potentially this pick as a, as a bit of a luxury given their their success in, in free agency and, yeah. um, you know, the, the, them wanting to try and find a, a playmaker – I've been too, I don't know, I've not been brave enough to to, to, to go for that. I still think there are a couple of needs here. I've gone uh, defensive, um, interior defensive lineman with um, uh, Clemson's um, Brian Brisey. Uh, you have gone cornerback, which I was very yeah. tempted to do. Um, and the guy you've picked, Christian Gonzalez, was almost what I picked at, at number six. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think it works quite well uh, for, for Detroit. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um, you know, the conversation that you had the other day was, was really interesting. He had some really, really sort of um, great insights into, into the sort of the way that lions might be thinking. Um, but yeah, corner for me, you know, they've, they've got pieces there. Um, I just think, you know, if a guy like Gonzalez is there, just, you might as well pick him up. Um, and you can sort of rotate him in with Akuda and Mosley and Sutton, and it gives the Lions, you know, you know, matchup opportunities against you know numerous schemes, makes them difficult to predict as well as to who's going to play there. Um, and so, yeah, a little bit luxury. Um, another one of those best player available kind of things, but also addresses a, a need because some of those guys are, you know, a little bit older now, so it's got an eye on the future as well. Um, which the Lions have been great at doing the last couple of years. So, yeah, yeah, but but I think any of Solid any of pick. our two picks would work. Yeah, I, I think I think that uh, Detroit would be be very happy with either, either two players. Um, just continuing to build that defense, which was, you know, the the clear weakness. I think um, you know their offensive prowess. Um, yeah. was very solid and I'm excited to see what they're like again in, in, in 2023. Moving yeah, on then, number 19, we'll, we'll start with you because we've got different um, picks, obviously different teams because we, we talked about um, yeah. uh, this originally was, was the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers here. Uh, you were yeah. involved with the trade with the Commanders um, yeah. and Tampa Bay. Um, you've gone for uh, another defense about safety here, uh, the best safety available, I think, in in, in yeah. our opinion, in um, Brian Branch from Alabama. Um, yeah, the, the, the commanders need some some more help, I think, uh, defensive back, and, and this this makes sense. Yeah, um, the commanders need help in that position. Uh, again, it's more of a best player available. Does he fit the need? Yeah, to expose those boxes, so, so why not take him? It just makes sense. Um, you know, he is not necessarily the quickest guy but he's quick enough to play in that sort of position um you know i I think he's got the skills there again it could be a bit of a work in progress but i think it 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 works for the commanders here for them to drop back and if he is available there then then they should certainly consider picking him up 
Um, you obviously didn't um, <laughs> have the same sort of line of thought. So yeah. tell us a bit about your where you went. So yeah, so obviously the original um, uh, team picking here, number nineteen, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I have them going for the uh, most coveted running back in, in in the draft, one of the best prospects at the position we've seen in in, in a number of years um, in in Bajan Robinson. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think obviously with with Leonard Fournette being released, um, Rashad White only really getting having a bit part year um, in twenty twenty two may emerge a bit more in this year, um, yeah. and obviously with the struggles at quarterback, I think taking someone. Um, you know, to take that that edge off and bring something to the running game, um, like Bajan Robinson would be, um, you know, really really good. I think they do have some some issues on the line as well. Um, yeah. But um, but 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 Robinson is possibly almost uh, best player available at this stage at, at number nineteen. Um, yeah. So I mean, yeah. you know, he he could go. You know, we we know the the um, the issues and uh, you know whether people are. Uh, are happy about drafting ruling back in the first round. Um, but, and yeah. obviously this being a really, really deep running back class, um, some really good, really good prospects um, this year. Um, so, you know, the temptation might not be as strong as, as yeah. we sort of anticipating, but I, I'm not sure that Bajan will, uh, will drop out of the first round. So, I've oh, gone no. for him no, no, at no. the Buccaneers. Um, you've got him, uh, we'll talk about it in a, a couple of minutes, a few places up. Um, at number 20, we have the same player um, for the first time in, in a few picks. Hey. Um, Jordan Allison, uh, wide receiver at USC. He, yeah, I think I think we, we both realised that um, the Seahawks need to add another receiver and I think this would be the, the, the perfect um, um yeah, addition for for um, for the team. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think he complements what they've got there um, um, already at Seattle. He's a smooth runner. Um, he's got great hands. He's got speed after the catch. You know, he hasn't necessarily tested like off the charts or anything like that. But um, this is a this is a, a, a tightly packed receiver class and you know okay maybe you could see it as well we're having to take the third best receiver available but at this moment in time I think for Seattle they just need some extra um, help for Metcalf and Lockett and he is different kind of player to what they've got so um yeah, I think that's that's yeah. again a sort of slight luxury pick for Seattle, but again a position of need. So, so yeah, why not if he's available? Both in, both in agreement, both in agreement. I think it's yeah a good compliment to the the players that they've already had, and yeah gives gives Gina Smith uh, uh, another option. Um, yeah. Moving on to twenty one, um, uh, the obviously the original choice that Los Angeles Chargers. Um, I obviously had them in a trade with the Commanders, uh, but I've also gone. Uh, defensive back, different defensive back in in cornerback Joey Porter, um, Junior going to Washington. Similar, obviously, same sort of reason to what we've just discussed. You have yep. the Chargers taking Robinson, um, who we just mentioned. Um, yeah. Obviously, there's been a lot of discussion about Austin Eckler, um, you know, threatening a trade. Um, so, you know, there's potential to train before draft day. So, yeah, this is a, this is a good London spot, I think, for for, for Robinson. Um, yeah, given the situation in LA. 
Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, you know, if you're going to let Eckler walk out the door, then you're going to need to address that position. And yeah, sure, you could do it in later rounds, but Robinson is a difference-making player. I don't think he takes... I think, obviously, Eckler's been incredibly productive for them over the last couple of years, but I don't think you lose a lot if you draft Robinson. He's ready to go. He's the best runner in the, in the, in the draft. And, you know, okay, yeah, we know how... The league views sort of drafting running running backs in the first round. It puts question marks over um, their their worth and everything else. But you've got to have a guy on a rookie deal, uh, an important mm-hmm. position who's who's going to see a lot of snaps. And so, it, you know, if you you sort of get one guy who wants to be paid out, and you bring him in, bringing in a, a guy on a rookie deal um, who can be as productive. I think within this team, then then. I think it makes sense for for the Chargers, yep. and yeah, um, it gives their, you know, it doesn't it doesn't. They're then a team who who hasn't really lost a step, in my opinion, um, and and can I address all the needs later on. Yeah, I, I think, like I said, with with my pick for, um, you know, I went I went wide receiver um, in their trade up, but I, I think they need some. Uh, you know, an extra bit of explosiveness on that offense. Yeah. Just adding, you know, complementing what they already have under their new offensive coordinator. Um, yeah, should bring them a bit more success um, this year. Um, yeah. Moving on to number twenty-two for for you. This would be the Ravens' second pick for mine. The the first mm-hmm. pick. Um, yeah. So in my in my scenario, I hadn't taken into account any sort of uh, Lamar trade. No. Um, you know, think about him being the, the starter this year for Baltimore. I have gone wide receiver. I've gone and taken the explosive uh, Zay Flowers. Um, yep. Yeah, I, th- I, I think it could be a great landing spot for, for Flowers. Um, you know, if, if Lamar was to stay, it would be another excellent receiver to add to, you know, the, the room and give him, um, uh, you know, another decent pass catcher, another bit of um, another explosive um, speed merchant to, to aim at. Um, you have gone defensive back, which is uh, yeah another another uh, need as well, cornerback uh, for yep. uh, the Ravens. You've gone Devin with the spoon um, here. Um, we've spoken a little bit about him already. Um, yeah. But, the Steelers, but yeah, this is this is another um, uh, another area of need that uh, the Baltimore need help in. Yeah, yeah, they, they they've got a few needs. And uh, corner wasn't so much of a, a priority um, until you know the off season came around, and um, you know they lost they lost a few. Um, you know, Marcus Peters, for example, you know, this out the door, and um, yeah. Witherspoon obviously dropping this low, you know, the, the corners, like I say, it's, it's hard to choose between them. But I mm-hmm. think that, you know, in this sort of scenario that I've played out for Baltimore, that yeah, a receiver still needs to be addressed at some point um, because they can't rely on Mark Andrews just for everything. Um, but that's not to say that they couldn't necessarily make a, a trade for someone if... Um, if they're going to draft a guy, you know, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, if they've got yeah. these sorts of picks to be able to to play with. But yeah, Devin Witherspoon was where I went. You know, we had a few injuries in Penn, while he was at Penn State. Um, you know, so he sort of prevented him from 
from the combat being able to perform at the combine or his pro day yeah. or anything else and, it, and that might have hurt his stock ever so slightly but he has got huge potential i don't think he's going to fall out the first round to be perfectly honest and baltimore like you say need help in the secondary so he should be a it should be someone who can just just plug and play and, and, he, and he goes straight in um and, yeah and like, like up, this like this for like baltimore this yeah. yeah, like this pick a lot. Another cornerback with with alluded to to how many could potentially go in this first round. Um, you've actually got another cornerback going at at twenty three. Um, yeah, cornerback runs on the, the the Vikings. Yeah, so what's that? Is that three in a row? Or two in a row? Um, you yeah, have four, fourth uh, off the board. This is for me. I think four yeah. corners now. Fourth one for the Vikings. Yeah, the, the Vikings need to to address a corner position as well um, as a bit of priority. Yeah. Uh, again and I think your pick um should sort of do that as well. Yeah, they, they you know okay they won a lot of games last year but they were close and teams when they you know the the games that they lost just they, they just had the tops blown off them and especially in the especially as they got into the playoffs they they just sort of looked very shallow at corner um didn't have any sort of difference makers there and so addressing that position makes a lot of sense. So yeah I got them going Deontay Banks from from Maryland. Um, I, I don't think whilst he's the fourth off the board, he's saying he's the fourth best, but he's still a solid NFL starter in my opinion. Mm, exactly. um, and, you know, okay, he's got size and speed. He does need to work on things like positional awareness and stuff, but that is stuff that can be taught and will come when, in time with, you know, um, with experience within the league. But, you know, he's an all pro level potential talent. So, yeah, yeah. I think the Vikings just need to address their weakest positions, and and this in the secondary is is probably that at this moment. Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, I I traded the Vikings up to um to, course, to the Jets. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we've we've already mentioned the Jets. Um, we had the, the same player at different picks um, mm. in Anton Harrison. Um, oh yeah. So course, not yeah, too yeah. much to, to to go on there. The Jets get a good. O line um, addition there, which which is something that they need. Uh, On to the Jaguars. I have gone defensive back, someone you've already picked in Brian Branch, who I think you went to the Commanders. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. This this could be seen as a bit of a luxury, I think, for um, for the Jaguars. I think you've gone um, offensive tackle with a player who'd already been taken on my board, but I, I yeah. do think that's a need if you know that. The, the, the top three who would who would mentioned hadn't hadn't um, um, if they hadn't fallen then yeah I think um, yeah this will be it would be a good position you've gone you've gone Broderick Jones from from Georgia uh, for the Jags to give uh, Trevor Lawrence some more protection um, yep. yeah two two good options I think they've got yeah the flexibility so. there um, to take potentially best player available um, yeah so. Yeah, yeah, it's we're getting in, you know obviously to the end of the first round here, and I think um, you know this is where it comes a little bit unpredictable. But yeah, yeah, this is where it's toughest. Taken. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's the t- toughest to pick round here. But yeah, no need to dwell on too, this too much for the Jags. Give Travis Lawrence a bit of hmm. bit more insure, uh, insurance, um, try and sort of help the Jags push onto the next yeah. level. So yeah, yeah, go go from there, and then we're on to twenty five, and the we've got the Giants on the board still. We have, yes. So. It's, yeah, yeah. But we have the New York Giants, and we both know that they need to get a new wide receiver uh, for Daniel Jones to throw at. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. You've gone to Flowers, who's similar well for you. We've, we've talked about him and, and, um, you know, how explosive he can be, uh, to try yeah. and, you know, utilize Daniel Jones. I think that would be a great pick. I've gone for yeah. Josh Downs. This could be a, a little bit of a reach. I don't, I don't see, um, Downs being a, a first round talent, It'd be a good second round talent um, pickup, maybe. Um, but yeah, I think that the, hmm. the, the Giants know that the receiver is um, a, a position of need. Um, yeah, I like I like your Zay Flowers pick here. Um, yeah. Obviously, he's off the board in mind, so <laughs> yeah, go elsewhere. But um, but yeah, yeah, just Downs again, another like, capable receiver. I like both picks because I think what they both bring is is an extra level of speed to the team, you know, Downs went to Indianapolis. He had some questions about his speed, but then 4.4 rate 40 is, is plenty yeah. fast enough. <laughs> That'll do. Um, so yeah, for the giant, uh, for the giants, you know, why not? They, they are thin at receiver. I do like what they've done. Obviously they acquired Darren Waller, which I wasn't, you know, overly happy about happening, but you know, I can, it's a, it's a great pickup for the giants. Don't get me wrong. I don't know what the Raiders are thinking, but that's by the by for now. So, yeah, if they can get a guy with speed to stretch, you know, Daniel Jones has got a good arm. He's, he's he can he can throw that deep ball nicely, and I think that um, this both picks would work for the Giants. Um, it's just that if it my Zay Flowers just happened to still be there, to be fair, um, and and that was pretty much all it was really. Yep, pretty much in agreement. Um, moving on to number twenty six. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys, we've both yeah. gone for uh, defensive linemen here. Um, I think a position of, of, of need, like we've said. Um, yeah. You have gone for uh, Brian Breesey from, from Clemson. Um, yeah, I, I I think if Bison had, hadn't gone to the Buccaneers or hadn't gone to the charge in your respect, mm. I think this would be a perfect landing spot for the for the Cowboys to, 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 to pick him. Um, yeah. But yeah, they obviously have to go elsewhere. I don't think it's worth trading up for um, a, a running back. Um, well, but yeah, you've ha- don't count anything out with Jerry Jones. Exactly. You know what he's like exactly. with his running backs. He exactly. absolutely loves it. So yeah, I, I could, I could, and I gave strong consideration to it because what we think could happen and what Jerry Jones thinks are two incredibly different things. And he's just. You know that sort of hometown boy. I think it. You know the fans <laughs> would really like it if they could get a Bijan. I like. I li- I like that bold prediction. I think that could be. Yes, <laughs> maybe time for an article time. I think. No. Nah, so. <laughs> yeah. um, but I mean, obviously, it, on 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 both our boards, he's he's gone. So we just addressed. Um, yeah. The the sort of interior defensive position. Um, Breezy for me can can move players around. And, you know, he's a he's a he's a big body fellow. Um, he was still ran pretty fast. You know, six five two ninety eight, but four point eight six forty. Um, you know, he's going to be an impact player, I think. Um, and and Dallas, so they they do need that at the moment on the on the defensive yeah. line. So. Yep. Um, yeah. Um, Kalaja Kansi, who we mentioned earlier, um, has, has fallen a, a bit in my board, yep. mainly due to the. Um, Understandably, to be honest, I, I get the, it. Yeah, I mean, this would be a fantastic pickup for for the Cowboys. I, I, I do really like the player, but um, but yeah, just potential. Um, um, yeah, size sort of concerns um, could see him potentially drop, but. A fantastic yep. pickup for the Cowboys for you know the reasons uh, you mentioned. Um, moving on, the number twenty-seven, um, the Buffalo Bills. I've gone 
defensive back, one of the players we mentioned just before, um, John T. Banks, who you had yes, going to yeah. the Vikings. You've gone um, edge rusher Miles Murphy, who was a top ten ping for me. Um, yeah, but don't yeah, know how think... we got this 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 far down <laughs> in my board. To be fair, when I, when I saw that you were still available, I was like flipping heck, I snap the right. <laughs> I think the the Bills would snap your hand off if he was available at this Absolutely. moment. You know, Von Miller, Gregory Rousseau. You know they've done good things, but Miller was injured last year. I think you can then chuck a guy like this into that sort of mix. Um, you know, you know, I sort of mentioned in my thing in my in my uh, write up that the AFC is incredibly, incredibly talented at QB, um, and so how do you stop some of those? quarterbacks from making mm. these big time plays and what, what you do is you throw as many big fast strong bodies at them as you possibly can and hope that you can cause enough disruption to, to throw them off so I think that should should be the way that the, the bills go um, I can understand what I've what I've seen about the needs potentially at receiver but I think they're okay there I don't think that's I think that could be a, a pick later on to, to, to bring a guy in if, if needs be Um. So, so yeah, yeah, that was that was my thinking. He was absolutely the yeah. best player available. Um, yeah. I don't think he does drop this far. To be perfectly honest, there, I think if I could redo this, he would he would be going higher. But just how the board fell, uh, and if the board falls like this for for the Bills, they will be very happy. I think absolutely, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, Von Miller, um, so in in rotation with with um, a player like uh, like Murphy, that'd be good to see. I went defensive, but I very nearly. Um, went linebacker, um, which mm. I think would have been a massive reach uh, for, for the Bills. It's not a great the linebacker class, is it? No. no. Um, but I do think, you know, they've not got too many picks this year mm. uh, at yeah. the Bills. So, you know, at the middle of the part, they're looking a little bit bare. But I've gone uh, defensive back. We know they've had a few issues in the last couple of uh, drafts. I know they went um, defensive back last year as well, taking um, Elam. Um, in a similar similar position, late round, first rounder, um, yeah, yeah they can they can find a solid solid corner. I think they'll be um, they'll be incredibly happy. Yeah, it makes um, sense. It made sense yeah. to me when I saw it. I was, yeah, I thought it was a good good shout. Yep. Um, at twenty eight, the Cincinnati Bengals, um, same player say, again, which say, is please. which is we love to see. <laughs> That's what we want to see. Um, great minds just think alike. We have, yeah, you know. <laughs> Michael Meyer from uh, Notre Dame, the tight end. Yep. Um, obviously, the the, the Bengals um, have uh, moved on from from tight end over the last couple of years. Um, C. Joe Zamoa, who's now with the Jets, and Hayden Hurst left last um, this off season to join the Panthers. Um, yep. So yeah, I think I think they picked up a very good player at um, at, at number twenty eight. Um, yeah, yep. great value. Yep. Like I said. Need a tight end, bing, best player available, bing, Michael Mayer it is. It makes too much sense for mm. it to not be that if this is the way that the board falls. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, you you could argue it's a bit of a luxury pick because there is, you know, mm. sort of, they are a little bit thinner now in the secondary and that could be a position that they need to shore up, but yeah. they, they are going to need a tight end. So unless you're going to be sort of shopping around for teams and paying above the odds that for, for a sort of second string kind of caliber guy you might as well draft Mayer who's a a, a definite starter um, great in the receiving game solid blocker um, and, and I think the, the way that it is a luxury for Cincinnati is that 
they don't need him to be a, a, an awesome pass catcher, although he is a good pass mm. catcher. You know, they're so deep at, at wide out um, that having that extra blocker on the line could prove to be vital. Um, you know, as they as oh, they make absolutely. another, possibly make another deep run. So, I think this is a great pick for them. Um, and I, and if the again, it's another one. If the board falls this way, they will be, you know, thanking the lucky stars that that, that the other teams have passed on him. Uh, you know, I could easily see him going higher. He could easily be the first yeah. tight end off the board because as an all round talent, I think he's perhaps a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, um, I, I I agree. I was I was very tempted to take him for for the Packers at. Um, yeah, fifteen. Um, yeah, and that, and that wouldn't because, be a, because of that wouldn't be a stretch to no. be honest. No, he's yeah. I, I think the 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 blocking ability w- would really attract uh, the Bengals. So if he's available, I don't see them going any other way, unless no. you know, <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Might drop. You know, unless, Joe Mixon maybe on his way out. Could yeah. Unless go... their the, the other their other option, I suppose, is is they fall back and try and accumulate a couple of yeah. second round picks to to address like that sort of maybe the safety position, maybe a corner, maybe a running back, where you know the class is fairly deep and there is some value to be picked up in the second round, but. If they are going to stay there, you might as well you might as well address that tight end position yeah. as well. But again, there, there are good tight ends in the later rounds still, so you never know. Yeah, it's, you a, never know. it's, it's a very good, um, you know, some positions are really good looking, uh, deep classes. Mentioned the running backs, but the tight end as well. Um, uh, yeah, really strong. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's definitely some other um, uh, tight ends who, who could go as well in the first round. Um, yeah. This is just the way that we've um, we've had it fall. Um, yep. This was possibly one of the 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 the, the toughest uh, picks. The New Orleans Saints at yeah. twenty nine. Um, they're a team we like to draft up, and I was contemplating mm. them potentially so moving a few places. So for, um... History is nothing if not <laughs> exactly. I, I really don't know what, what they're going to do. They could go edge rusher. They could go yep. uh, defensive lineman. Um, yep. You know, they need some help on O line as well. Um, <laughs> you've gone uh, defensive line in um, Macy Smith from Michigan. I have gone yeah. um, the uh, Florida's um, Osiris Torrance, uh, the guard, um, as, as my pick. Um, yep. Yeah, talk us through talk us through uh, your reasons for for, for drafting Smith. For the Saints, well, before in in the last off season, there was an article knocking around of sort of athletic freaks potentially in the next few drafts, and Smith was top of that list, and he sort of showed that at the combine as well. He mm, just sort of got yeah. his guns out and thirty four thirty four bench reps, um, six three weighs three twenty three. Um, thirty-three and almost thirty-four inch arms. You know he's he's going to be a disruptor. He's uh, a big lad, and I think the Saints could make great use of of his athletic potential. He's got massive upside. I think he's worth taking a chance on at twenty-nine. The Saints have sneaky got a lot of needs, but also not a have not mm. got like gaping holes everywhere they've got sort of decent guys but they could afford some upgrades in some positions mm. corner uh russia like you say and um 
obviously there's there are still some question marks about what goes on with Alvin Kamara. Yeah. Um. So another runner, but you'd take them later. I would have thought. Yeah. Um. I just think Smith is a guy worth taking a chance on, and and if they're still going to sit there at twenty nine, absolutely can see them to them drafting up. Um. But you have to give up capital, and I don't think they should really be doing that at this time. I think it's time yeah. to take a bit of a different approach. So. Yeah, that, I was, agree. that was my that was my choice. Um, and I, 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 yeah, but anything anything could happen here. This is this this back end of the draft was this was was some difficult choices. I mean, you went you went Osiris Torrance. You said yeah, yeah. I I, I went. To, I feel it's a, a a bit of a need for um, uh, the, the the Saints. I yeah. I mean, yeah, like you said with, with Smith. Just on the opposite side of Phil Torrance is a, um, I think it's about six six, three hundred fifty pounds. Um, yeah, you he's know, a, a really really big um, guard. So yeah, put him at left guard, and and, and you're laughing. Um, a big good protector for for, for um, Derek Carr, which you know you've obviously spoken about was one of the the difficulties um, in Las Vegas yep. with the Raiders was not you know properly protecting him. I think you know, Oh yeah, I, I, I think you'd be very so, happy with that pick. To be fair, absolutely. I think you'd be so, very happy with it. Yeah, I think you know they've they've got to build around Carr and yeah, I can I can see him being a, you know a, a, an exciting sort of prospect. They're, like you say, they've got um, you know a few other needs as well, but yeah, you can really pick them up in in, in the later rounds, um, particularly the positions you know. Um, we need you know a new linebacker um yes cornerback uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, defensive lineman as well um particularly because it is an aging roster but um but yeah i think mm. they should stick where they are and in my opinion take a take a a man for the trenches on either side of the either side yeah. of the ball offensive yeah, yeah. defensive i think um they'll be in a good position moving on to the last two picks uh, the super bowl um teams at yep. number 30 you have gone for um, an offensive tackle in yep. Darnell White, uh, Darnell Wright from Tennessee. Um, I think we've, to be fair, I, I've gone for a cornerback in in Garrett Williams. Um, it's maybe yep. a bit of a push um, to, to to get him, but I think these two picks are very, you know, pick for the future. We're drafting someone who will certainly be in yeah. rotation, not necessarily going to be a starter straight away, but from, you know, year year one, uh, from year two, year three, uh, can really come in because I think, well, for example, my pick, Garrett Williams, um, probably talent-wise, um, you know, top five corner in, in this class, um, but it's just quite a raw talent and, you know, right, I think is, it, it is pretty similar. Yeah, yeah, I think we were both thinking along a similar sort of line here where you don't necessarily need to pick you you need to address a position um that you're going to need in the future if you've got somebody there at the moment that these guys can learn from excellent um and and we we've sort of both we've both done that i like to say went darn all right um i don't it's a stretch to put him in the first round. A big, big stretch, to be fair. Um, but there's going to there's going to be a stretch. I mean, yeah. And this is where yeah, just had to feed in some way. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've got to find some guy. Um, <laughs> th- no, there's plenty of ways that they could have gone. To be fair, and and and, and I like what what, what you did. Um, 
addressing more in the sort of secondary as well. I've just added some depth along the line. You know, they are sort of aging there. Mm, um, yeah. I think, you know, he's going to be sort of rotating in for uh, Lane Johnson, who they've just given a, another one-year extension to, who, you know, he could eventually sort of replace, you know, next year or, or whatever, yeah. whenever Johnson decides to, to hang it up or, or, or they or moves on, maybe. that would probably retire before mm. he goes anywhere else now. Um and so, it's, yeah, it's, so it's a position going... as well where they, they they like to load up as well. The, yeah, the logic yeah. is there. Um, yeah, Trent, yeah trenches of... team build yeah. build build depth strength. Um, and you know, yeah, again, look, I've, I've one eye on the future because, like we say, yeah. they, they are they are sneaky old on on both lines now. Yeah, not even sneaky; absolutely. they're just damn old now. <laughs> they have, absolutely. Well, that, exactly the same reason. You know, with we talked about Bradbury and um, uh, and Slay potentially in their their final year is yeah. with um, the Eagles. So yeah, cornerback for me was the position, but I can 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 definitely see them going um, offensive line as well. Now the final pick of the first round, the Kansas City yep. Chiefs. Um, we identified a, a big need um, for them. Mm-hmm. In in Frank Clark, who has moved on, so they need a bit of a, a an edge rusher to, to fill uh, the void. Um, yeah. Obviously, they they, they drafted um, um, George uh, Carlitis uh, last year. Um, yeah, and I think adding someone to, to partner him in, in, in tandem would really really be a, an exciting proposition uh, for the Chiefs. I went for Nolan Smith. Now I think they. Would be delighted um, if he has dropped down um, to this position. You've gone for Will McDonald um, yeah. of Iowa State. Yeah, I think I think uh, like like I've said, they they'd need someone you know off the edge um, uh, to really provide support for for this D line. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, you know, they they need Russia, and I think teams have been pretty pretty impressed by what they've seen from from um, McDonald. Um, he's got great burst he's got um the arm length he's got fast hands um he's you know to create the sort of separation from his from his um opposition blockers i i think he sort of fits in at the back end of this first round obviously i couldn't pick nolan smith he'd already gone high i think he went to the patriots Mm -hmm. online um but yeah you know six four two thirty nine he's got the size he's got the speed, you know, recorded in a sort of an eleven foot yeah. broad jump as well, which is crazy for a guy that size. You know, shouldn't be able to jump like that tank. So yeah, so this again, position of need, and it, it is likely to be the best best player available if he yeah. drops that far. But it, again, it's similar with yourself. If it if Nolan Smith, if these two guys were to swap, I could I could easily see that happening. So yeah, I think either would be a great pick. There are a couple of other needs as well for the Chiefs. Um, I think they could yeah, do yeah. with another speedy receiver alongside the likes of um, Kadarius Tony, Valdez Scantling, and, and, and Sky Moore. So perhaps a Jalen Heights from Tennessee would be a nice option. Yeah. Fully replacing Orlando Brown. I know they made replacements in free agency, uh, but I think the best tackles are, uh, have already been taken. So. You know, I think they'd be wise to to um, you know make a bit of a reach for the for next best available. So, yeah, yeah it's almost uh, again a similar best player available um, at that stage. Um, you know, before the the teams of the early rounds, of, uh, the early picks in in, in round two. Yeah, in and um, yeah, I think there there was a, there was a few guys here as well who I think could could fit in uh, Kansas State's Felix and Odike Ozoma. 
um, LSU's BJ Ojolari, um, but that's if you know if they're if they're set at, at picking edge. Yeah. But there, there's plenty of talent available at positions that they that they that they could need. Um, so I think they're they're. But I, yeah, Russia just seems like, and it, it seems a bit obvious, a bit too on the nose. But then sometimes these things just mm. if that's if that's what you need, that's what you need, you know. Absolutely. Well. We've made it. We are at the final. Yeah. We are, well, we've finished our uh, our first mock draft podcast of the year. Yeah, some really interesting picks in there. Um, yeah. Um, I am. I'm not convinced that a lot of them are gonna gonna um, known from no. drafts in the past that are they're gonna come into fruition. Um, we were speaking we earlier, it. and I think I said if I get five or six of them right, <laughs> I'll be very happy. Thing, uh, the thing is, in in the weeks leading up to the draft as well, there's there's so much. Yeah. You know, we, we're still in the early stages of, uh, of doing mock drafts. There are going to be so many more coming out, uh, and you know, people are going to, you know, commentators, analysts are going to be really like jiggling yeah. with our minds on, on who's going to go where. We know that on draft day, a, a lot of stuff happens differently to what we we imagined. Yeah, some oh, yeah. Some, some big shocks, I, I think, in there. Some big reeks. You know, we've both got teams trading up for for a QB. Um, whether that be in the the top ten or in the middle rounds, um, so yeah, a lot of activity at the quarterback position, um, a lot more activity yep. at the the receiver position that are expecting. Um, yeah, more maybe predictions. So, yeah, yeah um, was that perhaps there's only going to be um, two or three receivers taken, but I think you know the draft there are, there are a few teams who are in that sort of position, um, you know, to to take a little bit of a luxury option and a bit of a risk. Um, and again with corners as well. I think we had about five or six um, corners taken, which is which is um, a, a lot, um, you know, compared to, to other years. But James, it's been an absolute yeah. pri- privilege uh, as usual. Um, <laughs> yeah. Any reflections on on the draft? Anything that um, you know that stood out for you, really? So, so, some good choices, you know. I think you know. I'm surprised at how many similarities we had. To be fair. Mm. Um, I liked a couple of your trades up. There's a few guys who can make a, a, a move up um, who we've got both got outside there. Um, Anadik Azoma, as I mentioned before, um, none of us have picked the Russia, um, again, that I mentioned, Ojolare, Emmanuel Forbes, the corner out of Mississippi State. He could maybe move up if there is a big, big run on corner. Um Cam Smith, even as well. You know, there, there are some players that I think we're there's likely to be one guy who we've not mentioned who's going to mm. sneak in. Um, we said at the start about maybe a fifth quarterback making his way in. I'd, I'd be mm. surprised. Um, I just don't know who it'd be. Hooker is the most likely name, but yeah, obviously I've, you've got I, Tanner I'd, McKee as well. So yeah. I mean, I mentioned about the Lions being one of the teams who potentially have a luxury pick, but I agree yeah. with you when you say that teams are probably likely to wait, um, you know, until the second round, I think, for, for those sort of type of players. I think Hendon Hooker could potentially um, creep into the, um, the first round. I think, you know, he's had um, issues, um, injury issues, so... Yeah. Perhaps that's that's hampered his, his draft start. I think is a talented yeah. player and can can go on to be a good starter in the Any, NFL. Anyone um, to keep your eye on? Anybody else? Anybody we not mentioned? 
covered um, a lot, to be fair. We, we have covered a lot. I, I do like the running back position uh, in this draft. I do think, though, that we know the value of uh, of of the position has gone down in recent years, particularly in you know, mm-hmm. draft sort of value. So, you know, someone like Jamar Gibbs, who potentially could be, you know, yeah. in any other draft class, could be the best um, runner back available. I think he'll be, a, you know, an instant star, make an instant difference. Uh, to any team, obviously not the the, the same type of prospect as as Bajan, but um, you know any no. other year could be a, a first rounder. He could potentially creep in, um, but you know from what we've seen in the last couple of years, there tends not to be that many um, first round running backs. So yeah, no. I, I could see him even slipping a, a lot because of that, because teams know how deep uh, the running back position is. I know we've not talked about the later rounds, but, but yeah. Imagine that's, that's exploded just drafting one round. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nearly two hours of, um, of NFL draft um, chat here. Well, it's been, as, as I say, um, really, really, really enjoyable. James, yeah. thank you so much. Your, um, thank you. James's um, mock draft will be available on uh, our website, um, so you can listen through if you want to run in commentary uh, while you're reading the article. Not a voice yeah, to listen just, to for nearly two hours. Well, people just want um, they just want content. They just want to yeah. If you've got time to more. kill, then then so I don't blame you if you do this in a couple of goes. <laughs> well, like I say, we'll we'll have plenty more on the NFL draft in, in the coming weeks. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on um, socials, Off Grid NFL. Do check out our website. We've got some great um, articles, uh, not just on the draft, but everything else happening over uh, the off-season, building up to next year. Um, so, yeah, for all the news, updates, and opinions from across the league, make sure you go offgridnfl.com. Thank you for listening, and have a lovely day.